How's it going? It's going good. It's one third of us tonight. Okay, that's that's perfectly okay. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, thanks for agreeing to be on. Uh, and thanks for sending me that new song. And I've been jamming it a lot, like leading up to this. And it's like it's super sick. Like I keep hitting just restart every time. Oh, that's a end. huge compliment, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, and then you just got off work too, right? Like you're. Uh, you work at a hospital like you're a nurse or is that well, one of the other well I, i'm trying to get into nursing school so pretty much all my time if i'm not playing music is devoted to uh studying science which i suck at but it's going well so far so hopefully i can actually make it into the program yeah well i hope, hope that works out for you i know like that's some tricky stuff to like that's all beyond my expertise of anything that i ever have done so well, well it really, it, dude, I'm in the same boat because, you know, I studied history initially and thought I was going to be a teacher and my life kind of took some different turns. But yeah, man, like uh, it, it's tricky for sure, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm able to do it. More power to you. Uh, I mean, that, that's a, that's a especially like the last couple of years. It's such a crazy field to. Yeah, even yeah, for sure. In. Well, it was part of the reason why I wanted to do it, you know, because like obviously this whole thing rocked the world and. I kind of want to just have some purpose in life and I thought it would be a, a good field to go into so yeah just kind of press the restart What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Beers with Bands. Uh, this week, I'm sitting down with uh, Andrew from the band The Carolyn. Uh, for people that might not know, The Carolyn is an indie punk rock band from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, how's it going? It's going great, man. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Glad to be drinking with you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, always down to, to drink some drinks and uh, talk about some, some music. Uh, thank you so much for agreeing to be on. It really does mean a lot that anyone like gives a shit to do one of these so likewise Hobie. this is gonna be a good time <laughs> uh, so like i like i mentioned uh the carolyn is a three-piece punk indie mix from uh, atlanta um for people that haven't listened to you guys definitely go do it especially uh because you have a lot of stuff coming up and we'll get to all that stuff here later in the episode but you guys are putting out solid stuff and it is all sounds really tight so i really hope it Everyone goes and listens to it after this episode, but um, I always like to kind of know the origin stories for bands, especially if people are listening and don't know how you formed. Um, so how did the three of you come together to become the Carolyn? Yeah, man. Well, initially, like this whole project of sorts was like a solo thing on my behalf. Um, but as you can imagine, when you're a broke student playing this type of music, 
uh, being able to compensate people. <laughs> uh, be like, hey, you want to play a show? Even though you're not in my band or whatever. It's like, eh, not really. Uh, that whole scenario kind of sucks to be in. But I think regardless, I always wanted a, like a, a full lineup anyways. And early, actually maybe maybe late 2017, the, the current lineup kind of got solidified. So long story short, like the band didn't really exist too too long as a solo project but i've uh i've known dave our drummer for years his childhood friend and then uh ollie our our bassist and uh the other vocalist in the band had always kind of been in the same circles in the punk scene as us and once he started playing with us a few times it was like the chemistry was pretty pretty undeniable <laughs> i guess and because i i think mainly just because we're just like cut from the same cloth and uh, so anyway, yeah, late 2017 was when this lineup kind of finally solidified. And then, so, I mean, you guys put out, uh, I think it's all the first EP 2016. So this lineup kind of came after that. And that's what after we started that really. Yeah, okay. exactly. Exactly. Um, which speaking of that, uh, that early stuff, I did notice that you kind of read, did you guys just like remaster a couple of the songs for releases last year? Um, looks like chokehold and 12 gauge were off. The yeah, we completely redid them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there, there was no mastering that was going to save those songs. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, uh, so during the pandemic, we kind of, I mean, we were working on like a new record or whatever, but we all just kind of got the idea of like, hey, like, you know, wouldn't it be cool if, if we re recorded some of that old stuff? Because we still kind of, you know, um, enjoyed the majority of that first release, I should say. And those were the, those were the two that got picked to redo um so yeah late 2020 we just got in the studio again uh socially distanced of course and uh re-recorded them so that was that was cool that there there was sort of like the closing chapter if you will on, on that whole cycle of songs okay yeah because I, I was going through everything and i was like wait i swear i saw like these names on a different thing and like but th th i mean they sound great how they are now um and obviously we're kind of like jumping around but you had the, the, the first EP in 2016, and then you have the follow-up in, uh, I believe, 2019. Uh, I don't want to butcher the name. Uh, this will begin to make things right, which is also, I mean, that would have been technically your debut LP. Um, For all intents and purposes, yeah. yeah. That, 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 to me, is the first release. <laughs> I feel like that's how every band is. They're like, we don't count any of the like the original stuff. Like They're just mm -hmm. like, wipe it, basically. Exactly. Uh, which is a solid collection of songs on that. Um, obviously, that came out pre-pandemic, but do you remember, like, kind of just the feeling once that was out, like, how it was received? Uh, things were going really well for, like, a humble little, um, you know, local punk band in Atlanta, Georgia, you know, all things considered. Um, but, I mean, it did not take long for, for the... Uh, the pandemic has shut everything down because we had initially had had plans to go to germany that year and we had a lot of st stuff lined up um as soon as we we put that out in december of 2019 and then before we knew it man like we it felt like we blanked and then it was it was over for two years it sucked but i mean we we uh fortunate enough to have a, a a small small little following here that received the songs really well and was just super super proud of it it was just kind of bummed that you know um we put out a record and they couldn't do much with it. But I mean, I know every band was in that situation uh, that year. So it is what it is. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, at least when you put it out, cause 
you put it out 2019 so you at least had like some glimmer of hope where at least we're like on the other end bands were like sitting on it and then their plan was to like release it let's say like april may of 2020 right when everything shut down and then exactly those people had to hold on to it where at least you had something kind of out and relevant where people could at least listen to it and still remember like what's going on with your band exactly it's like it's like we were jerking off and then someone walks in whereas <laughs> like those other bands didn't even get started right <laughs> such a weird analogy but i know <laughs> But yeah, it, it was cool, man. Like, January and February were awesome. Like, we played some cool shows, and uh, yeah, then it all got shut down. But, you know, pandemic can't fuck with us. We're back. Right. That, to a point. We'll see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> we're back for now until the next variant. Uh, but at least, like, you spent, I mean, obviously, you kind of mentioned it. You spent kind of 2020 in the studio kind of retweaking things. Uh, you did put out a, a new, well, probably and 2021 you put out a new single at the end of 2021 in December called Snake vs. Rat, um, which is probably, like, I'd say the next glimpse at the iteration of the Carolyn uh, compared to, like, how everything sounds before it. Um, for people that might not have listened to that song, like, what can they expect differently from that compared to previous versions of uh, your releases? Um... I don't know, man. I think with like this next batch of songs, and I don't know if Snake versus Rat specifically like illustrates this or whatever, but we, for better or for worse, trimmed like every ounce of fat we possibly could. Meaning, like most of our songs don't even have like intros, so to speak, or like it. it, it long story short we tried to make the entire song the chorus like every song in this new release so a lot of these songs aren't even two minutes or they're right at the two minute mark like no no intros hardly any bridges just like trim the fat like ev let everything be a hook and don't waste any time so uh i don't know if that was the right answer but that's what we did um <laughs> so yeah just again we're into really really catchy melodic music whether it be punk music pop music whatever and we we tried to incorporate uh melody was king for this record i don't know if it was for the last releases i'd like to think so but if it wasn't for those it definitely is for this one uh and i mean speaking of how you say you, you, you trim the fat um especially i mean the the new song uh that you sent me it should be out I mean, this this episode comes out mid-April, so it's out or close to be out at this point, right? Mm -hmm. I think we're putting it out March 9th, yeah. Okay, yeah, so it's, it's definitely out. Everyone's listened to it like a million times already. It's got like a billion streams on all, all the <laughs> yes, services. Yes, thank you. I love uh, this, this energy. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, billion streams. But I'm holding you to that it. Song... Okay, yeah, well, I'll get you there. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll just play it all day, every day. Please. Um, that song is is called uh 99 problems zero caveats uh which is a perfect example of you guys just cutting all the fat out of a song because it's it's a quick i think a little over two minutes on that song but it's it's catchy the the instrumentals drive the whole song and it, it just makes you want to keep listening to it so i'm so stoked to see like what's coming next on this record if like 
if that's the first glimpse of this. Yo, thank you so much, man. I mean, that that's kind of like, again, whether it's a conscious effort or not, like that's the whole like ethos, so to speak, with our band. Of, like, I want someone to keep pressing rewind or repeat because a certain part was so catchy. Like, I don't want to spoon feed it to anybody. Like, I want them to be like, no, nah, that wasn't enough. Go back. Um, like, not to go off on too much of a tangent, but uh, a song I really like by a band called The Mendlingers has this line, um, like this little outro chorus of a song that says, walk home single, C and double. And it's this really catchy melody, but it's nowhere else in the song but that part. So I'm every time I hear it, I got it like, oh, nope, I didn't get my fix, like a junkie <laughs> or something. So I'm just going right. back and forth 15 million times. Uh, and it's only like a 20-second little like cadence of the song, but... Again, if we could accomplish that in any way, shape, or form with this next record, uh, I would I would consider that a, a win for sure. Uh, I totally know how you feel when when you're talking about doing that to like the Menzinger song because I do that. I find myself doing that to a lot of like older free throw records. Uh, mm-hmm. Like they'll just like those early EPs. I'll like replay those constantly just because of just one one vocal melody or one chorus just sets it all off and i'm like fuck like i i gotta just listen to it all over again and that's kind of how i felt with 99 problems because you come in so strong and then like the lyrics catch you right away and they're just in that perfect melody where i'm just like fuck like i i know it's only a two minute song but i kind of wish it was like a four minute song like just because like, i'm, I'm there glad it repeat every time I want that yes that's a win i'm all about like putting like a cookie or someone in someone's face and they're like oh i can have it be like fucking no you can't you're gonna have to just keep begging (laughs) so that's awesome also the music video for it too is is very in my opinion like just diy punk too because it's just you guys recording it guessing with your phone the entire time all all on an iphone we didn't give a shit we were just like (laughs) this is our video (laughs) yeah that we again Thank you. You're the one person on the planet that like gets what we're trying to do. I think everyone else here looks at that shit and they're like, "Wow, they're just bad." But like, you get it. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with just doing a stripped out video. It's just, it's just the most simple, perfect, easy way to do it. So. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the thing, man. Don't overthink it. Make it make it authentic. Not try to be anything. It was just yeah. It was a, it was super fun filming that on iPhones. And then, like, obviously this, this song comes out, and uh, at the time of this recording, in a couple weeks, um, the, the record that it's leading up to doesn't actually come out till June, uh, and it's called Rhythm of My Own Decay, which, like I said, I'm so stoked to hear what else is hidden on this record uh, that we haven't heard, but is there going to be any more singles released between the time of 99 and the release of the full length? Uh, the plan right now, and again, it's it's always a moving target. But the the plan is is to have at least one more single, one more video, one more single, and then we'll see after that. But uh, yeah, man, um, that's all as far as like the the rollout goes. We have until June for sure. Okay. Uh, I mean, for everyone listening, there's gonna be a pre order merch thing, so definitely go get it, and we'll talk about some yes. of that stuff here in a little bit. Get us out of debt, people. <laughs> well, also, they got to help fund your Germany trip, which obviously you missed out on the last one, but it sounds like you're going, at least tentative plans to go again in June-ish, I think I saw. Yeah, the, the, at the end of June, that is the plan right now. The, initially, we were supposed to be there in uh, 
summer of 2020 that didn't happen uh we were supposed to be there in december of last year and germany got shut down so yeah definitely two strikes against us but third time baby we're gonna make it happen by the record we'll get the tickets so are are you guys just doing like a couple one-off shows are you guys playing some festivals in there do you guys got a whole tour lined out i want to say we're gonna start in hamburg playing a festival the festival we were supposed to play in 2020 slash 2021 that ended up getting shut down um i want to say we start there and as far as the rest of the itinerary goes i'm not totally sure cities quite yet but it is we're pretty much trying to focus uh on germany until about the first week of july um first or second week of july so yeah that is the plan so far I mean that's that's awesome. I hope it, it works out this time. Uh, like that's always like when the time that I was like around a lot of my friends that were all in bands. Like they always had the dream of like, dude, let's fucking go to like Europe. We'll hit up Germany, do all this shit. And there's only like one band from like the area back home that actually like for sure did it. And they just looked like they had the funnest fucking time. And it's something that I that I think would be dope to experience. Just going out there and being. I mean, ha- almost halfway around the world just playing fucking shows. Well, especially considering, like, that country in particular is just so supportive of live music in general and just bands, like, music with guitars. And all the friends we've had that have gone out there have, have said not only is it, like, one of the most rewarding experiences you could have, but it's over there. It's so, so simple. It's, like, from promoters to other bands to blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, you, you want to play this show in this city? on this day at this time perfect it's it's gonna happen because just the uh, community is so so uh thriving and positive there whereas here you send an email to 50 bands and 50 promoters and you're lucky to hear from two if you don't have a direct contact you know what i mean so just it's it's a different uh world over there that that i'm I'm really really uh, excited to actually see for myself and now when obviously like we talked like 2020 originally was supposed to be when you guys went did was that something that you guys reached out to them or was it like a like how did that uh connection like start like if any bands are listening and trying to like do something similar uh honestly i'm trying to think of when like the initial contact happened because this would have been even this would have been before 2020 um I want to say uh, my homie Ben Schultz, who runs like a catering company over there um, and runs a, a print shop and what have you. I don't know if I reached out to him or if he was just a fan of our band. It was just like, dude, Instagram is a powerful fucking tool. <laughs> like that, that should be the takeaway for other bands. Like, dude, literally use that. Cause like I use it like text messaging, just like DMs and like talk to you know, bands from all over the world. And somehow in that whole thing, um you're just shooting like voice memos back and forth and um i don't know if i reached out to the festival myself via email after that per his recommendation or if we received one but the point of the story is just like don't don't ever uh like sleep on tools that are free you know because uh you you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take if i had never talked to any of those guys or whatever like maybe i wouldn't even talk to you right now you know what i mean um so yeah, it's a cool feeling, like you know, just 
starting a conversation someone uh, with someone and then getting those opportunities and all of a sudden you see like oh shit like someone ordered our record that lives in hamburg germany like that's cool you know um you know i know obviously we're like we're not paying our mortgages with this this music but it's still like intrinsically like a, a super super cool feeling so not entirely what you asked but fans use instagram that's all i gotta say <laughs> no i feel like that that answers it perfectly because like you said use those resources because there's plenty of people that have just messaged me out of the blue just because they see something on social media and like if i wouldn't use those resources or have started like that specific like uh like online account for whatever reason like half of the shit that i do with this podcast would not even be like i'd still be on day one basically sure i mean you know it's more often than not like like-minded individuals are going to want to help each other out like i saw your podcast and i was like oh beers with bands i like both those things so i'm gonna hit this guy up you know what i mean and here we are so uh yeah, totally. I, f- I feel like there's this like sentiment that not that bands feel entitled, but they feel like they're it's beneath them to like ask like, well, if it, you know, like I, I feel lame or whatever, like people should like me. And it's like, no, people don't know who the fuck you are and that's okay. So make them know who you are. Right. But also when you make like when, when you reach out to people, don't be a dick about it. Like come off genuine and don't be like yeah yeah of course yeah. like you gotta you gotta show some like interest and, and you can't feel in an entitled right. in any way shape or form um yeah absolutely i hope no one's ever done that to you been like why haven't you asked me yet or whatever <laughs> that would be lame i i mean i hope not because they might not get an ask at all but yeah. who knows but no and thankfully like i think your episode's gonna be like episode 70 seven or around there but like in all the episodes i've done like everyone's been super nice and super cool that have, like have asked to be on be on or like i've reached out so like thankfully i haven't had to deal with like any assholes mm-hmm. and there are plenty of them <laughs> yeah um so i mean kind of jumping back into a little bit of like rhythm of my own decay and like your music and stuff like that like is there anything that people can expect from this new release that maybe, I mean, obviously we talked about like you're trimming the fat on a lot of songs, but is there anything that they should expect compared to any previous releases? Mm. In comparison to, again, I don't know. I will say like as, as dark, as dark in quotes as this record is, Maybe in comparison to some of the other stuff, it's definitely, in my opinion at least, it's a little less serious. Like, the juxtaposition is there, whereas I feel like the last two were a little more, like, fart sniffy, (laughs) taking itself a little bit too seriously. And that's just my opinion, because I'm, like, close to the songs, right? So I know, like, from day one, you know, how they were written, what they're about, blah, 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 and maybe it's not perceived that way at all. Um, But again, as, as dark as some of the subject matter can be, with this new record i think there's a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek kind of tongue-in-cheek like vibe to it if that makes any sense at all yeah i mean completely um like i'm just i don't know what else to say but besides like i'm just really stoked and excited to hear what else is coming out on this record because i mean you sent me 99 problems was that yesterday or today whenever we we last checked in and 
like you just gave me that this glimpse into like I'm peeking in through a window and I just want to like come in and just listen to the rest of it and it's such like well, thanks a so much man point. that 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 really means a lot <laughs> thank you thank you because yeah that's awesome um it maybe means we're doing something right if if we're leaving with someone like wanting more you know oh yeah 100 percent um kind of going back to uh the merch bundle that'll be kind of going out along with the new record if someone is looking to obviously the the pre-orders haven't gone well should probably be up maybe around the time this episode's out but like what what's all included in the bundles and like what can people expect merch-wise for this to prepare for this new album that'll help pay for you guys to go to Germany and get you those first-class <laughs> tickets? Well, again, I really, really appreciate you framing this in the way that you just did because, like, it's really not about anyone paying the rent with this music. It really is about like bands, not just us, but like being able to afford to like further themselves, you know, and like break even on like expensive travel costs and you know just making it to the next city. So, anyways, you're the shit. Uh, <laughs> But as far as like bundles go, I want to say like like in the U.S. there's going to be at least three different variants, and of course there'll be like a bundle where you can get all three. I want to say purple, white, and then a mystery color um, from the uh, plant or distributor or whatever you call them, and that's as far as like solely vinyl goes. And then we also recently got some tapes in for the cassette heads. Because uh, apparently there's still a, a pretty cool community around that, and we also have CDs, so you can buy all that shit like individually if that's your thing, or you can get like a bundle with all three platforms if you want. And then we'll, we'll be having some uh, other cool stuff come up in the uh, store pretty soon. Um, we have like these really cool like translucent uh, seven inches. That's actually no songs on the new record are on that, but we have some older ones. Um, for anyone who just wants like that novelty thing, you know, like we'll probably not do uh, a seven inch from the old catalog uh, ever again, or at least there's no plans to and shirts and stuff like that. But yeah, all of that will kind of unfold after March 9th. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's awesome that you're doing those three variants. Is there going to be those three variants were just for the u.s market or were there anything different for the uk market i don't know as far as like colors go for europe um yeah i really don't because like that whole situation right now like even getting vinyl in the u.s right now is super super hard and um i know europe is facing their own challenges but gunner records in germany um apparently is getting test presses soon i want to say and yeah I, I don't have a lot of info as far as like the specific the variants go over there but for the folks um in that part of the world that want to obviously get a physical copy of the record definitely go to uh, gunnerrecords.com because your shipping is going to be way cheaper so or unless you want the <laughs> one of our variants that's cool too i'm just saying uh he, he's been nice enough to, to help us out over there so well that's awesome uh everyone be sure to keep uh, your eye on their socials uh, when all that stuff comes becomes a little bit more available at that time and uh, see what kind of variants you can get your hands on. What kind of transition here? I mean, is there anything I missed, like the Carolyn-wise, that either the from like the band aspect or like music aspect that I missed in this first half? Uh, you pretty much killed it, man. Like you said, we, uh, we're putting out a new single and video uh, March 9th. I want to say it's premiering on New Noise, but that will have already given, have happened. 
so shout out <laughs> to those guys for always being uh, the nicest folks ever. Um, outside of you know the the single video announcement with the pre-orders, um, just be on the lookout for us. We'll be around playing a show, maybe at a town near you. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for right now. Okay, because and I know, kind of going back into this whole tour thing, like I did see going to Germany, but was there any talk of like doing like any U.S. runs, or is it kind of just waiting once you get back from Germany and kind of giving some time to kind of get back into things? Well, I, I know this. Uh, like we're we're doing some one-off stuff. Um, this spring, like for example, on the fifteenth of March, we're playing with a decent criminal who's fucking awesome. Um, we'll, we'll be doing some pop up stuff in, in in Georgia up until June, until the record comes out, and then we'll probably be doing some uh, short runs in the southeast, hope, hoping to get up to maybe Chicago and Brooklyn um, before the summer's over. But yeah, that's that's pretty much like the the majority of the the solidified plans for for the U.S. right now. Now that could change at the drop of a hat, you know. Um, it's really strange it's like most most bands i talk to they they plan like three or four months out i feel like we're always just making the shit up as we go along and you know the next like tomorrow i could have a four-day run or something booked um so yeah as far as the u.s stuff goes that's pretty much it and then like you said into june going into early july we'll be in europe and then who knows yeah well well i mean just like what you said is I think that was the old way of kind of doing things for a lot of bands is planning like four to six months out, getting your tour dates all lined up. But just with how like the world's been these past couple of years, it's since everything hangs on a dime, like you got to kind of just play it by ear half the time. I feel like it, that's pretty much it, at least for a band like at our level, man, it's, it's, it's strange because, you know, I like earlier this year and even at the end of last year, I was kind of getting a lot of shit for like, you know, you need to, you're not going to be able to book shows if, unless you do it like X amount of time in advance. And that there may be a lot of validity and truth to that, but then we got all of a sudden, like these we'll get, it'll, we'll get hidden waves. You know what I mean? Like in March, we'll get like six offers to do something. It's like, wait a minute. Like I don't want my elbow from my ass, you know, right now. So I got to figure <laughs> out it, it'll all happen at once. Like, Hey, are you available in two weeks? Like, uh, I guess, sure. We'll, we'll make something happen, you know? So that's typically the, uh, the haphazard way we do things in this band. Hey, I mean, if it works, it works, and keep doing what you're doing, because, I mean, it, like I said, it's working for you guys, so keep it up. Well, yeah, and to your point, man, like, in a post-COVID world, like, shit is insane right now. People don't... It, it's it's yeah. not really... It's, it's hard to predict what's going to happen in any given moment, honestly, and especially considering we're in a, almost a third-world war right now, so... <laughs> yeah hell yeah uh it's fucking t- ridiculous um yeah but enough n- enough of that uh political stuff uh, <laughs> as a, uh before we transition into like the later half of these episodes uh this is obviously beers with bands i'm drinking obviously because that's my lifestyle uh but andrew what are you drinking on this fine sunday night uh, I'm drinking something that's maybe beer adjacent, or maybe it is beer. I'm not well. That's read. perfectly okay. I don't know, but it's it's uh I'm drinking a cider from a company called Atlanta Hard Cider that I actually live next to, and it's awesome. It is their peach, if you will. I don't taste a whole lot of peach, but 
and uh, they—I mean—they kick ass. I'm not even a huge cider guy. Um, I was just there maybe 30 minutes to an hour before this episode, so I'm like, I want to bring some of this home. Uh, so yeah, I just uh, have a tall boy of this and over ice. It's pretty good. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I'm. No one ever has to drink beer on these episodes. Like, I'd feel weird if I'm like, you're coming on, you have to drink just shitty <laughs> fucking beer like I do. Uh, but no, it's always interesting to see what people pull out. I wasn't out, really sure because like, I was like talking house. to, yeah, like I was talking to my drummer and like, he's kind of like not drinking right now, which is, I totally understand. I was like, Hey dude, like this is the premise, <laughs> man. Like it's called beers and band. I don't know if this is going to be your thing. And he was like, yeah, man, like <laughs> eh, I don't really know right now. And he's also, he's also working at a studio on the flip side of that. My bass player is a bartender. So he's, he's definitely in the trenches with me drinking so uh unfortunately just on the clock right now uh yeah i think i'm gonna have to start like putting disclaimers on like my emails that i send to bands and just be like you don't have to drink it's okay okay like, just cool. still come on cool. please that was like a, that was a little bit of <laughs> not a point of contention between me and him but i was like dude like i don't really know if you're gonna have like a rad time if like like i get it like i just we're gonna be drinking it's called beers with bands and he's like ah that's all right man i'm like all right cool <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, it's totally cool. Uh, like, the whole premise was, like, the whole premise for this podcast started out because me and my friend were tired of listening to our own stories from being on tour because, one, we toured together, so it was pointless to keep telling each other the same shit. That and you were already we're like, there we wanna, for. <laughs> we, yeah, exactly. Uh, so we were, like, what if we just have conversations with other bands and do it like we do at home where we're just always drinking a beer anyways? Uh, like not like pressuring people into drinking because that would be bad. Don't pressure people to do things. Preach. Uh, but like I said, I'm I'm just drinking uh, normally like how I do. I just have a nice cold PBR because it's all I got in my fridge. Dude, I you you have no idea how much I appreciate that sentiment because I don't know. I've I've told people a million times. I'm still on the quest when it comes to like craft shit. You know. I get a lot of, my point is yeah. I get a lot of like weird looks when I have a PBR or a Miller or whatever. And I'm just like, this is the kind of stuff I like drinking, period. Simple. Right. It's, it's cheap. It's got a, a it's like, it's a heavy enough beer where it's got some flavor where it'll, it, sh- it kind of competes with some like micro brews. Like, so. But, but the, there's the difference is though, you, you don't feel like you're drinking a fucking sandwich with a PBR. I, it, I exactly. feel like the IPA is I'm eating a goddamn meal. I'm not doing it. <laughs> that shit sucks. No way. So anyway, sorry. No, you're right. Preach, man. <laughs> I, that's my. I don't believe in anything. I don't have any soapboxes except most craft brew kind of sucks. I'm sure there's good shit out there. I'm sure there is. I'm just still on the quest. So send me your recommendations or whatever. <laughs> I, I dude, I feel you the same way. Like, uh, it's it's been rough. So like every every like maybe every other weekend we kind of go and do a little brewery hopping, and we seem to go to the same spots, and it just sucks having to like go through like try new shit. So I get stuck with just getting the same shit, and then I'm just I like find myself, but by the second glass, just still powering through it because it's like this is like okay, but I'd rather just have like I'd rather have a, a cheap beer. beer. And yeah, call exactly. It. Exactly. Wait, where where are you based out of? One more time. Uh, so I'm in Minneapolis. Okay, 
I'm trying to think of any like of the more like mom and pop type breweries out there, but nothing comes to mind. Maybe if you say some, I'll yeah, recognize. there's like, I mean, there, uh, I mean, there's nothing like big enough. I don't think that would maybe reach it to Georgia, but, and then I'm blanking on like the ones that we even go to at this point too. So <laughs> I got you. <laughs> the beer is that good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, just having a good old PBR. Uh, the cider sounds great. Uh, sounds like it's, it's not a bad, review. dude. Like you would think, like it's. And I mean, there is a shitload of sugar in it. I mean, there's no like way around it. But it's not like it, it, it's not as like dessert esque as it sounds. It, it's it's pretty fucking good. Tight. Um, well, we. T- I mean, that was our little beer segment. Because it is beers with bands, so I had to bring it up because I got shit one time, so I make sure to bring it up every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we're in the later half of these episodes, which are my favorite part of the episodes because, like I had just mentioned, it's the reason we started this podcast. Uh, because I'm tired of listening to my own stories from the time that I was on the road. Uh, so I like to listen to other people's stories from their time, either in in music, tours, uh recordings uh, anything horrendous or tremendous or any adjective in between horrendous or tremendous oh that should be the, dude fuck that that's the name of your segment that's awesome uh, horrendous or tremendous i just want to give you i just want to thank you real quick because you're the first person that is like appreciated that that saying that i've been i've been saying that for like the past 20 episodes and no one has like batted an eye Oh well, I'm stealing it now. That's fuck that. No, the, actually, the <laughs> funny thing is, our new our new record is actually called horrendous and tremendous. It's whatever you just said is not the name anymore. Uh, no, that's awesome. Uh, man, that's a lot of. But there's a lot of weight to uh, both those words. I don't really know if any of my stories uh, will live up. Horrendous. Well, that's why I add in like the any adjective in between as well. Yeah. Um. Man, I'm so sorry to be so lame and draw uh, such a huge blank. I don't know. Uh, any adjective in between? Um, I'm going to say therapeutic. I don't know if that's on your spectrum at all. Probably one of the most relaxing events that happened very recently that really didn't feel like we were uh, we had a job to do, so to speak, was our last show in Knoxville. Um, on a whim... I was just like scrolling through Airbnb. I'm like, hey, you guys want to like fucking stay downtown or something and turn this more into a vacation? And we all kind of agreed. So we played with a, a band from Knoxville called Bad Idols. They're they're awesome. They're friends of ours in this this, um, this cool little club called the Pilot Light downtown. And um, long story short, where we stayed was like a loft apartment. Like I didn't feel worthy enough to be in there. It was this like swanky ass. Like what are we even doing? Um, place and it was like above the venue so basically there was no driving it like we didn't have to worry about anything logistically it was like 30 minutes before set time let's like walk my 100 watt orange head down these fancy ass stairs and go right next door and so we did basically the point of this is to say because of the convenience i think ollie and myself drank our weight that night if not more and I've never felt worse. And I told myself after that show I'd never drink again. But here I am. 
So, anyways. Oh, dude. Yeah, I couldn't keep any food down for like a I feel you there. after that show. Because <laughs> normal, normally, like, there's always this, like, thing of, you know, if you go to a town, you call someone you know, like, hey, man, can we crash on your floor, whatever, or you stay in, like, kind of the rougher, like, kind of in a rougher area at, like, a Motel 6 or something, and there's this whole thing, and, you know, we really don't drink too, too much when we're playing outside of our, um, you know, where we're from. And, uh, but this was the exception of the rule where it was just like, we were getting fucking plastered and nothing matters. Cause we're literally just walking a door set. Like it was literally the venue door. And then it was like where we were staying. And that was cool. I've just never done that before. So anyway, not that interesting, but it was, it sure was uh, fun. Dude. Uh, that just brings back a lot of, a lot of, uh, deep seated memories, but I totally get it. Like, it's always about, especially when you have like that good of a chance to stay that close to the venue and not have to worry about anything. Fuck yeah. Just have a time, man. Well, it happened like so close to when that, it wasn't like we had this whole thing planned out. It was like, I booked this thing and then I'm like looking at Google earth or whatever. I'm like, Holy shit. We're staying (laughs) at the venue that we're playing at. Like we're sleeping there. I'm like, that's cool. So yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Shout out to uh, Knoxville because that's a good little town. Cool little town for punk, for sure. And not, uh, not Tennessee, but in, in Georgia, I'm guessing? This was in Tennessee, actually. So, yeah, we have friends in oh, okay. Knoxville, Tennessee. So, yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun, man. Cool little college town, for sure. Tight. Uh, well, that was a therapeutic one. So let's see if we can get at least one more out of you. What's What's been the worst show experience that you can remember? Mmm. Okay, I don't think anyone, I don't think this particular band will ever, ever come across this episode. And even if they do, fuck it, whatever. Um, one that comes to mind, and believe me, there have been plenty of like weird shows, was we booked a, we were supposed to do this like uh, this run with a band from Charlotte, this like little indie band from Charlotte. And some, a lot of the dates ended up getting canceled for whatever reason, but their like hometown show we played and it was this like bar coffee shop type establishment i I don't even know and it was our first time in charlotte and we're like this is gonna be so cool um yeah just just positive vibes like the whole day like it was kind of like almost almost a knoxville situation and we're like okay this is gonna be great we show up they had a pa but no mics no mic stands not like nothing and so we ended up having to, or by we, I mean, Dave, our drummer, had to go to Guitar Center and get mic stands. I want to say mics, XLR cable. Like, like there was just no, like this band that like had booked a fucking run. Like was this was like their hometown show, and they booked it in this place that had no infrastructure, nothing. And uh, anyway, so Dave's fucking pissed. Um, sounded like shit and we played to like maybe two guys who were studying on a friday night they were like on their laptops drinking coffee and we played to the bands like the headlining bands parents and that was really weird oh yeah so we we so basically for all that we got rewarded with getting to go to guitar center and buy all that shit yeah really weird situation but i mean that's playing in a local band for you yeah i why, like, 
Why would you have a PA system if you don't have anything to go with it? It was like it's a so solid amazing. PA too. I'm like, dude, we could have mic'd the entire kit. It like wasn't a bad PA, but they had fucking nothing oh when it came God. to like mics. So yeah, it was weird. Yeah, that was that was probably the weirdest show we've ever played because like the venue was like open too. It kind of felt like what a lot of re- breweries look like now with those giant ass like garage doors that just oh, yeah. you know they keep it all open and there's the food truck that fucking you know parks outside or whatever. It had that kind of like layout, but it was just like a couple dudes you know, studying their fucking calculus homework or whatever they were doing, just typing away, drinking a coffee. Uh, and it was that kid's parents and, uh, really strange, really strange vibes for sure. Damn. Well, at least now you guys are like big rock stars and you don't have to deal with any of that. Right. With billions of streams, billions (laughs) of streams. We can afford all the mics and mic stands on the planet. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. So, you guys are obviously in Atlanta. You guys have been out on the road. There's a lot of good, from my time, like, out on the road, especially on the East Coast, there's a lot of good, like, side spots to go and get food at. What do you consider one of the best, like, spots to get food while you guys are on tour that you're like, oh, we're going to this town or, like, this state? Like, we have to stop here. Mm, like, for us, re- like, for us, we all, like... Since we're all in the Midwest, we don't have them nearby. We all miss cookouts because cookouts. Oh are no, shit! Area. You like, yeah. dude, man, cookouts suck. No, I don't mean to be a hater. Cookout, cookouts fine. Cookout, cookouts not bad. That actually got me through college. Um, I just, I just think it's funny that you say that. Um, because yeah, I didn't, I didn't even really realize it was like a southern thing, but I think it, it kind of, it kind of is. Yeah. Um, I don't know where their headquarters is at, but anyways, hmm, I don't know about like chains like no like chains like that come to mind but when i associate like good food with playing shows it's always in nashville that's probably honestly my like gun to my head my favorite place to play um but that's beside the point there is a place called Eden's barbecue not from the south so not trying to offend anybody who has dietary restrictions or whatever i'm all about vegan food there's great vegan food in nashville beside the point Eden's barbecue is great and then the entire band makes a point to go to a place called the Frothy Monkey while we're there. It's a little coffee shop and like anything from like really solid breakfast food to gourmet coffee, whatever. Like, dude, that that place is awesome. So that's like, honestly, we book shows in Nashville to go to those places, not so much to play the show. If that answers your question, that's amazing. I mean, we kind of did the same thing on the last run we did, where except we went, we basically booked a tour to California just to get in and out. Oh, dude, can we just have a podcast about In-N-Out? Anyone who thinks, like, I get really, really upset when people try to tell me that, like, fucking Whataburger or Shake Shack or any of that bullshit, that doesn't hold a candle to In-N-Out. That is objectively wrong. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I feel really, really strongly about In-N-Out. That's probably my favorite food in the world. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I can, I can tell how strong you feel. Like I, yeah, I feel I mean... very strong because I feel, I, I think I feel so strongly because I'm fucking deprived. Because all I have is goddamn Chick Fil A. No pun intended. Uh, Chick Fil A is great, but like it's, it's no In-N-Out. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, that's true. I, I don't think I've had Whataburger, and like that's the bigger debate is like always In-N-Out and Whataburger. So I'm, I'm, I've only Losers. had one side of that. But. Losers who say what a burger. I had a friend, a friend of the band on the planet. In a, in a, ugh, that was horrible. I've had too many of these. A friend from Atlanta in a band that we play with tried to tell me that what a burger is better, and I'm like, you're a 
I don't respect you. I don't respect you anymore. <laughs> so that's the second hill you'll die on? Yes. Uh, from yes. this episode? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, my blood pressure just skyrocketed. <laughs> I don't really stand by much. I don't have any convictions or beliefs, but I will. I will stand up for uh, fucking in and out. I, I mean, I respect it. <laughs> uh, all right. So you, you heard the hills that he's gonna die on: In and Out, Over Whataburger. Definitely hit up those spots in Nashville. Uh, whether you're playing a show or not, I mean, the recommendations sound great uh, for the coffee shop and and for the barbecue. So. If you're natural, go check out that stuff and let them know. Maybe they'll be there. Who knows? Sit next to them. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but before we fully wind down on this episode, obviously, it's still kind of early 2022. The decade is still kind of early. But what do you, what do you, what would you like to see from the Carolyn from here into the future? Oh man. That's that's a tough question. Another tough question for me because I operate in like six months increments. <laughs> like I'm not even thinking. I'm not really. I don't have a. Well, uh, I mean, you can you can shape but, it down to six months if you want. Like, what do you see in the next six months? Like, where do you plan to be with this project? I'll say I anticipate it, like no no bullshit or whatever. Uh, 2022 will be the like the most fun we're gonna have this band. I'll say that. I know that for sure. Assuming. You know, notwithstanding any crazy world events, whether pandemic or non-related, um, 2022 I think is going to be um, the best year for us. Obviously, with going overseas, I think at the very least we'll continue to grow the small like circle of of people from all over the world that hit us up, um, uh, saying, "Hey, I love your music." Like, if we can just keep that kind of cadence going, if I can like jump on a live stream or get a random message or email from from someone even bi-weekly like that's such a i don't know that's the best feeling in the world like i think it was uh bill stevenson that said where is it written that more than 50 people have to like your band you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like having a very small small like almost like unit of friends that are like hey man like when are you putting out new music like that's the best the best feeling in the world so i i think where i foresee us us going in the next few months is just to continue to kind of grow that however however slowly or whatever the word is yeah well i mean i hope it continues to grow like these songs are killer and especially 99 problems is has been amazing um and like i said and i've said multiple times like i'm stoked to see what else is out on this record because 99 problems is such a good glimpse into it and for people that are listening to this out to this episode if you haven't listened to 99 problems what are you doing go listen to it (laughs) and be ready for this record um if anyone's looking for merch music or you guys in general where can they find it uh first part go to 59xrecords.com and click the store tab and not only us but you can find all of our uh, our friends merch on there as well uh whether it's shirts physicals what have you uh, as far as socials go it on instagram it's the underscore carolyn and then for Twitter and Facebook, it's the Carolyn Music. Uh, and then all the music is on all streaming sites? Yeah. Apple Music, Spotify, uh, Bandcamp. Always help us out. Bandcamp seems like the raddest group of humans ever. They obviously do the Bandcamp Fridays. So help us or your your friend's band out. 
Hell yeah. Uh, like I said, keep an eye on these dudes. I mean, be ready for those uh, those pre-order bundles. Get, get your hands on those colored variants. And if you're out in Germany and you're listening to this episode and you haven't listened to this band yet, uh, go listen to them and be prepared because they'll be there in June and you can go see them live, obviously. Yes, for sure. Um, like I normally say to end these episodes, if you or anyone you know should be on an episode of Beers with Bands, feel free to reach out and we'll set it up. I'm always down to have a few drinks uh, talking about some dope music with some fun people. And like, I mean, some people even get emails from me. I sent this fine gentleman an email and we set it up. We made the thing happen. Um, and I want to thank you so much again for one, agreeing to be on and still coming on. Because, uh, you know, like we didn't lose that. Uh, and like these songs are honestly really killer. So I'm stoked that uh, that you guys are doing it and I'm stoked that you came on. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, man. I really appreciate your your interest in the band and, and yeah, and having all the right opinions. I mean, you're right about in and out and you're right about beer. So you're a good guy. <laughs> you know, I do what I can uh, just to, to make people happy and, and be myself. That's all that matters. You're tremendous and definitely not horrendous. Fuck yeah. Uh, and on that note, on that super high note that I just compliment, uh, that I just got, I, uh, that's going to end this episode and I'll catch everyone on the next episode of Beers of Bands. Stay tuned. Uh, new episodes coming every week. All right. See ya. Peace.